What'd you say? New Greenwich. That's what it's called. Greenwich? This is Maui Wowie. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> my favorite movie is that I can't decide on a favorite movie. Press next podcast. Hey I'm Katie. And it's your co-host Corey. And this is the Press Next Podcast. We back. Episode two, season two. Two two. Two two. Two, two, two by two. two. Fifty one though? Episode fifty one? Yeah. Even though I feel like uh <laughs> Apple Podcasts is some technically our trailers count as episodes. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, but I took that off so that I can number the episodes and not Apple Podcasts. So Apple Podcasts thinks we're at 52 episodes, but I say we're at 51. Okay. So this is episode 51. Welcome back, y'all. Um, everybody who has listened before, if you are watching, what up, though? We're back on recording. We're just testing some stuff out, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, we are a podcast about TV shows movies documentaries you know what i mean talking about real life applications so if you are a binge watcher who loves films who loves to chat about it um then welcome if, you're in the right place yeah you are definitely definitely in the right place the other place you need to be is in our discord but we'll talk about that a little bit later first and foremost how are you how's your day today was good it was a long day but it was a good day long day a long long, long day. day work made it long Mm-hmm. Hard work, work. Yeah, she out here coming out with a. I'm gonna be home late today. She's sending a. I haven't felt this in a long time. Katie been working from home since I don't know when. Now she not working at home, so it's been a while since you hit me with the I'm coming home late text. Mm-hmm. You know, in the movies, you know what that means. Oh my god! You know what that means. You know what I'm saying? Typically the husband, but it's just we. You know, is this a, is this a movie stereotype? Isn't it? It is. <laughs> It is because <laughs> some people just got work to finish. Uh, oh, that's what they call it. No, huh? because for me, I could have put it off till tomorrow, but I would have forgotten everything that I needed to put in writing. And so it was better for me to just go ahead and put it all out there because, you know. And that, ladies and gentlemen, ADD, uh, ladies, ladies and gents is why you are a much better worker than I am. I'm I'm all about that five o'clock punch out. It's not even that I'm a better worker. It's that I just literally, if I move off of a task, I will forget it and it will not come back to me. Mm, I feel you. I'm the same way. But at five, I mean, obviously there's some things that run over cool, but typically I'm out the dough. I'm trying to come home to you. Yeah. I'm trying to come home to you. I too, even took babies. a shorter lunch today too. It's oh, just so been you a work, long work. day. Yeah. Hey, okay. But that's okay. I enjoy it. So woke up this morning watching Joanna Man. <laughs> <laughs> I did not want to wake up watching Joanna Man. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. So. Somebody couldn't sleep, so he put the TV on. <laughs> and you always put it on things that like wake me up. I don't know. It was, but the alarm had already went off. So it was like around, I need to change that, by the way. The alarm already went off, but Joanna Man had just came on. It was, the alarm just came went on. Off? Yeah, my alarm went off. I remember I had my alarm on and my alarm went off. And I was like, this is crazy. So that might have, that might have been what prompted you to wake up. Oh. And then you heard the country got you crazy. <laughs> and you laughed. <laughs> so I was like, oh, she up now. But then she went back to sleep. So no, I definitely went back to sleep. It's all good. I'm not really tripping. But if that's a if that's any indication of how we live, we are literally watching movies and TV shows and documentaries all of the time. 
So we are glad that you are with us. And today, I think we have a pretty interesting topic today because we watched this movie on Netflix called Spiderhead. Yes, it has um, Chris Hensworth. Yes, everybody in love with Miles Teller right Miles now. Miles Teller. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have the, the stash on him, but like... Journey Smollett. Yeah, Journey Smollett, you know what I'm saying? Smouillet. Um, Smouillet. And then it had a couple other people in them, but the the budget was spent on those three, 100%. Mm-hmm. The rest of the people, forgettable. They're just like kind of extras in the movie. I hate to call them forgettable. And it was, I'm really enjoying Netflix bringing in these big like blockbuster actors and actresses because you remember when netflix started doing their at least from what i remember when netflix had their netflix original movies to begin with it mm. was all like like indie movies be- yeah yeah but like i kind of celebrities which is good right. but i also enjoy the people that i know i feel you i feel you i'll be looking at netflix like it's the uh ncaa and like theaters is the pros you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's how it started out to me. I think the I the landscape is changing now, obviously, and so they have more big name people. Yeah. But it was it was cool. I also think that, I, and I may be biased for saying this, but I don't know. I feel like you kind of go to Netflix to like work out. If you're a big name actor, you know, it's like going to the gym. You test your chops. You're gonna get the money, but maybe you're not. It's a Netflix movie. You know, at the end of the day, it's a quote unquote Netflix film. So yeah. If it was a flop or well. Because that other movie he had. Yeah, maybe. Chris Hemworth was in another movie where he was like on a chopper and he was like an army dude, like a classic, like, you know, uh, movie that he would be in. And I didn't really like that one. Everybody thought it was like amazing. I don't know. Again, these are all my own personal opinions. If you enjoy any of these films, then cool. You enjoy these films. So I am excited, though, to talk about how I felt about the film. I'm going to say film a lot, obviously. Are you looking at movies? Yeah, I was trying to see which one you were talking about. Yeah, it was like a movie. I didn't, I couldn't find it though. It was, a, he was in another movie. I, I remember him like getting shot on a bridge at the end of the movie. And it was uh, a big deal when it was coming out. I think I remember that actually. Extraction. Yes. And like the whole movie was like kind of like yellow. You know how I can't stand when uh when theaters do this, man. Or or I say theaters. When movie productions do this. You ever notice how like in America <gasps> I remember that, yeah. The air be clear, right? When they when they depict America. Mm-hmm. It'd be like what we see outside. Anytime they do any kind of Middle Eastern country or something. It's just yellow. Well, <laughs> and I think that they do that because desert. They want you to think desert. Right. I mean, yes, that's why they're color so grading it's like it, right? dust. But I feel like you can still grade that way in scenarios where it makes sense, right? Like if I'm outside and the street is and you know, maybe dirty or whatever, they're trying to they're trying to portray that like the car is kicking up all this dust and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it. Grade that way. Bro, we are inside of an apartment building. <laughs> Why yeah. is it yellow in the apartment building? That's true. They know what they're doing. I saw I saw a TikTok the other day. I should have brought it up on here. I saw I saw a TikTok the other day of somebody in uh, I think they were like in Iraq or somewhere, and they said, "Wow, uh, when you go to Iraq and it's not, it doesn't look like the movies because it's not yellow outside." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, but yes, this movie has him, has Miles Teller, 
um, and Journey Smollett, which I think all three of them did a great job. I also think, what's the guy named Mark? The guy that was like the second. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember his name. Helper. He did great too. Yeah, he did. I think he did really good. So basically, without giving you too much information about what the movie was, uh, Spiderhead is about this prison called Spiderhead. And uh, my assumption is that prisoners got the, you know, they're like like mainland prisoners. Imagine like there's a prison uh, stateside or whatever, and then there's an island, the Spiderhead, and you could apply to be in this program. And the program was essentially like a clinical trial for this drug. Um, and yeah, so it's a bunch of prisoners in there. But you're not locked into a cell. You get yes, it is privileges to walk around freely. It's pretty much freedom. Yeah. Which we'll talk about a little bit later because I have a very interesting thought about this entire movie. But it just pushed me more into the conversation that I want to have, which is human trials. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we talk about medicines and pharmaceuticals and just in general. And then also prison reform Mm. let's talk about it first and foremost before we get into the deep dive stuff um what did you what did you find enjoyable about the film in general um i actually found the the trials pretty interesting the clinical trials like what they were doing what they were trying to do the science behind it like Okay, we're testing this. We're we're writing all of the effects down because we want to know what is coming of this. I found that super interesting. Right. And so if you haven't seen it yet, basically they would have, you know, if you've never seen like a any kind of clinical trial, I've been lucky enough to, um, you know, do a bunch of mock ones mm-hmm. because of my degrees. But um, I've always wanted to be in one. And I actually thought about and I've never told you this, but I thought about it. It was a thought of mine. When they were doing a COVID vaccine trial, I was like, ah, that might be cool. But you know me and a lot of viruses. So yeah. That got it out of there. But it would be cool to be a part of science like that. But anyway, essentially, they're being observed, right? They'd be given a dosage of drug or whatever, and then they would be observed. The other cool thing about this trial that I thought was that there, it was always about consent, Right. Right. They could not administer a drug without the person's acknowledgement. Right. And you couldn't say like, yes, or yeah, whatever, do what you got to do. You had to say, I acknowledge. Right. Um, and which, you had to verbally say it. Right. Which I thought was like, oh, this is really cool. So we get the feeling that these prisoners do not feel like prisoners where they are. They feel like they have choices and they have an ability to also do good into the world. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get into a little bit of their stories. But um I don't know. I found that enjoyable too. That that aspect of it from my my educational background. Mm-hmm. I also found enjoyable um the the character seeming de- you said what? Character development. The character development was great. Yeah. The way they um flashback with Miles Teller was perfect every time. Mm-hmm. I I like that. I will say that. There's a couple of twists and turns that actually take place in the same flashback that you see over and over. Um, but you will miss them until the end of the movie. So they did it very tastefully. I enjoyed that. Um, I also liked the, the comedy was funny Mm -hmm. because it wasn't like in your face. It was like, you know, what's about to happen. Right. 
And so that was like funny. So I enjoyed that too. And I liked Miles and Journey's relationship. Mm-hmm. Like it was. It was sweet. Cute. Yeah. It was cute. You know what I'm saying? I don't say cute too much, but. It was cute. It reminded me of me and you. <laughs> you know? Why? Minus all the bad stuff. Because he genuinely just like loved her. You know, he all he ever thought about was her. He didn't want to hurt her. Like, you know, he wouldn't. He was doing everything to like protect her. Yeah. So. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, see? Cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say that all the time, y'all, by the way, but I really don't want to say it to Katie. Whenever I'm writing, she's wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Matt called earlier and said there was a couple things that he saw that was a little bit off-putting. What about you? Um. So I will say, spoiler alert going forward. So if you haven't watched it or if you don't want a spoiler don't listen so there's this drug called n40 that they inject these people with Mm -hmm. um essentially i mean it's like a a pack that's attached to them their lower back yeah it goes straight i'm assuming into their spinal cord or whatever right so n40 is like the love drug is what he was calling it so essentially it's supposed to make you fall in love with whoever right Mm -hmm. and So the only thing that was off-putting to me is that he was giving these two people this and then turning it up, like administering more until they felt attraction to each other. Right. So does that flirt the line of consent? Because while it is consensual and we are both attracted to each other in this moment, we're only attracted to each other because you are injecting us with this. I that was a um my mind is blown because I was not even thinking about really the nature of I was thinking about the other aspect of it and here's the thing my next question was is this ethical right okay so I was thinking about what is ethical and what's not ethical about the trial never and we'll get to that never did it did it cross my mind about the nature of sexual harassment sexual assault and I'm going to chalk that up to the fact that I am a cisgendered heterosexual male. But no, that's so interesting that that didn't even cross your mind because literally when we were watching it, that was the first thing I thought. That wasn't even close to what I thought. The first thing I thought was they both consented to get the drug or whatever it was. They both said acknowledge to the N40, but we're only attracted to each other right now because you gave us this in 40 because so, before they answered and they really weren't that attracted to each other right exactly especially the second girl that came in exactly he said what do you think wow. of her what do you give her on a scale of one to ten um a five right and miles teller the whole time he would um i thought this was very interesting about his character they had a drug that made you essentially it was like a true serum mm-hmm. it made you be very li- like literal about what you say and and for them it was great because they're getting information for their study right right they're getting feedback and so miles was always he never and this plays into the role his role towards the end of the film having to make a hard decision he was always in the gray if you ever noticed he was never black or white he was always in the gray right he was always like "Eh, could be maybe i don't know do i have to put a number on it so then they would give him the drug to make him be more literal Mm -hmm. and then he would be literal and even then they weren't attracted to each other but then they pumped that in 40 
and then they couldn't keep their hands off of each other. Yes, they were literally there were scenes. Sorry, mom, um, where the N forty would make them have sex, and then afterwards, one time, Miles actually told the girl he was cuddling up with. I enjoy cuddling, and he told her, "I love you." Mm-hmm. So, in a span of however long it took them to do the deed, he went from. Nah, and she went from like he's a five on a good day to them doing the deed and telling each other that they love each other. Right. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting because I they, did not. That is 1000% sexual assault on behalf of. But is it because they knew what it was and they acknowledged it? But they didn't know that that's what was going to make them like happen. Right. True. And you're essentially I mean, still. I guess this is the issue. This well, is the, the question, question. Yeah, the question. Because then we still talk about like right now, right? We talk about how you can't consent when you're under the influence of any drug, right? That's true. So. That's true. Mm, good point. Man, 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 man. If you haven't figured out, Chris Hemsworth character um, is the person who is running this clinical study. Um and we come to later find out a flaw in him. But, okay, I like that aspect because I'm still going to go along the lines of is this ethical and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you want to know what happened today? As fate would have it. Today, um, I was watching just a bunch of docuseries and stuff. And I was watching a series on HBO Max called, um, damn, what did I just say it was called? Not so pretty. Not so pretty. Shout out to Kiki Palmer, who narrates it. And they were talking about um, makeup and talc and how these people, especially specifically women, were getting cancer because they had, um, they were getting mesothelioma because they had asbestos in the makeup. Mm. And you know what they did? There was a clinical study in 1971 in the Philadelphia prison where they injected in the lower back essentially asbestos into these prisoners. Really? How? How? How is it? Sometimes this is when I'm like, this is like the, like a, this is all simulation. Yeah. Right? Like, how do we just watch this film? I have no idea this thing ever even happened. I've actually been to this prison though, but I had no idea this, this is even a thing. We watched Spiderhead a day ago, and today I'm learning about this 1971 study. Yeah, interesting. Where the injections were specifically in the lower back. So what did they, I mean, and everything we see is pretty much based off of something that happened in real life. So right. maybe whoever wrote this knew that. And they were maybe. like, okay, let's take that idea and go with something yeah. else. Yeah, and then, and then maybe the part was the question... Is it ethical? Because I think about, we think about so many things that we are, that we have today, right? Mm-hmm. The, the age of, the lifespan back in the day was some, most people didn't make it past 40, right? We talking way back in the day. Right. You're 40, you tapping out, <laughs> okay? <laughs> um, and we live so much longer now because of the advances that we have with drugs. Right. Now, granted, a lot of the studies that we've had with, with, all the drugs start out with animals. Mm-hmm. And once they surpass animals, we move into like human drugs. Humans, yeah. Right? But once we feel as if they're safe enough for humans to consume, and 
the question that I think about is you have prisoners who you may also be, they're in prison, they're locked away. You may also, or they may also be thinking, I'm going to get some years knocked down if I get into this study. Is studying with prisoners ethical? Given the context. I mean, I think that's a great question and it's super valid. I think that we could also ask the same thing about wages in the prison system. I mean, when you think about the prison system, it's pretty much um, modern day slavery. Oh, no, it definitely is. And You're this is- locked away and we're going to force you to do all these things and not give you anything for it. Can I just read something real quick? I'm going to, I'm glad you just said that. Cause I'm about to go into a small rant. You said modern day slavery. I'm, and I have, you know, me, I'm abolished the 13th. That's me. Like I've always hit that stance because slavery never left y'all. I'm about to read verbatim the 13th amendment, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude except as punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted shall exist in the United States or any place subject to its jurisdiction. Slavery never left y'all <laughs> just, just to give y'all a little update. It's written in the constitution, uh, constitution, constitution. There should not be slavery or involuntary servitude except as punishment for crime. So if you commit a crime, you are a it's legal it for you legal to be a slave, you to to be a slave. or federal. Abolish the 13th. Anywho, I go back to thinking, though, I like this for a prisoner. You Not like to say what? necessarily like it's ethical, but a the trial? fact that they got uh, an ability, the ability to still be treated as humans, to have choices and control over their life. I enjoy. I've always... Uh, a trial of mine that I wanted to do. I've always wanted to do this. If I ever had enough money, land, space, time, whatever, especially when it comes to human behavior, is to really actually look at uh, prison reform and what we think of as prison. So if I had the space and time to build like some sort of utopia, I would, as these prisoners did, they had to, uh, I'm assuming, fill out some sort of application. They had to be um, accepted into the program. So mine would be the same. You would have to be accepted into the program. I don't necessarily care what crime you committed but i would essentially put them in a community now the community would be away from everybody else so they were not able to escape to get back to another community but inside of that community they were still treated as if they lived outside of prison they may have a house or some sort of living quarters that seems a little bit more private to them they may have a job that might be a requirement where they work for the people in their community Mm-hmm. They, you know, somebody's fixing up cars, somebody runs the grocery store, somebody, whatever it may be. Uh, and then we study them as for their time being. Did they, did their time in a smaller community with more resources? Because as part of that would be obviously the therapy, having the resources there. Did that help them? Did we reform them so that when we put them back into society, they're able to um, assimilate smoothly? and then not fall back into the system. 
Right. And I think in a utopian world, that would be great. And for, I think it would have to depend on the crime, right? So maybe nonviolent crimes. I would even, even with the violent though, right? Because the reason why I like that, uh, the, the movie and the way it depicted it was that you had people who, whether it was murder or, or not, like manslaughter or well, something. Well, that's true. Because the big guy did throw somebody out the window. Right. You know what I'm saying? So whether it was uh, murder, manslaughter, or whatever the other the crime was, these people were still able to live amongst each other. Right. And so I like the... To me, it was a destigmatization of what a prisoner is or what a felon is or whatever else it is, right? Mm -hmm. Which I... That's like near and dear to my heart is that I feel like we lock people up and we just dehumanize them and, and like throw away the key and be like, yo, we not mess with them no more because they did this one thing. As if the one thing they did defines them. Now, this is different than like a pattern of behavior, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, somebody who's just like serial killing and just wants offender, to kill. Yeah. That's different than Journey Smollett's character who, um, you know, left her, her baby in the car. Miles Teller's character who, you know, drunk and drive and killed his girlfriend and his best friend. You know, we, there's plenty of people who are going to judge him for that. Right. But his character is mainly a protagonist the entire movie. We never feel, if you never knew the crime that he did, you would still feel a connection to him. That's true. And you said that you liked the fact that these people had choices still. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they actually had a choice or do you think that they created this atmosphere to make them believe that they had a choice? That's a good question. So the thing is, it's like the coercion, right? It's like, yeah. did you really have a choice? So with, with clinical trials, there has to be some sort of um, mystery, right? There mm -hmm. has to be some sort of ignorance with the subjects. Mm -hmm. That's why you have a placebo group, a control group. Right. So that they can genuinely make the choices that they need to make so that we can track their responses. So while they're still in a controlled environment, they still have the choices to do what they would like to do. Now, there were times where I feel like the choices were limited like, you remember when Miles was uh, saying he didn't want to administer the, um, what they call that? The B6 one. The red one. Mm, Nerfloxin or something. Something like that. Something something super, you know, kind of dark or whatever. He didn't want to administer this because it makes you kind of go um, wild. Uh, it puts you in like this manic mode and everything else. And so he didn't want to administer that to like the two people there. Um, and so he made that choice of like, I don't want to do it. And realistically, the information, at least for N40, and that's where the, the hook, the hookup was. Sorry, y'all, I'm about to spoil the movie for real. So the hookup was that they were told that they were there to test N40. Mm -hmm. Right. And N40 is that love drug. And the, the smoke screen that, uh, Chris was, was sending was that, Imagine a world full of people who know how to love. Mm -hmm. There would be no hate. You know, we can whatever. Right. What he was really testing was the B6 drug, essentially to be able to make people follow his orders. It was 
It was called OBDX. Yes, like obedience. Obedience. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's what they that's what he was really testing. Now, granted, when he didn't when Miles didn't select anybody to give the B6 drug, that's a response. Chris should have been like, oh, okay, obviously the love drug doesn't work because it's really more just like infatuation. Right? Because he said that he didn't love any of them. On the truth serum, he said, I don't love her. So N40 is not a true love drug because if he loved them, he would have said, I love them. Darken Flocks. Darken Flocks. That's what the drug was called. What kind of name is that? And that's the other funny thing, Literally, right? when we were watching it, I was like... Mm. <laughs> I was like, who in the writer's room was like, let's come up with the craziest name, Dark and Flocks. But that's the funny part, because I feel like that's what all these pharmaceutical companies come up with anyway. Exactly. Sky Rizzy? Sky Rizzy, first off, Sky Rizzy got the greatest medical jingle of all time. Things are getting clearer. I feel free. Wet my skin. Yeah, yeah that's, that's on me. me. Nothing in me go hand in hand. Nothing on my skin. That's my new... Why do we know that song? Nothing is everything. <laughs> Sky Rizzy got the best one, but what kind of name is Sky Rizzy? It sounds like a rapper. Fluoxetine. Yes, fluoxetine. Same thing. Um, amoxicillin. Come on, bro. We can we can go on any of these um these medical names or ph- pharmaceutical names, and I thought that was kind of the satire of it, right? Because right. they were naming these drugs off a bingo card. They B6 were. was a was a drug. It was a, just a bingo card. They were coming up with names for drugs off B6 of a bingo card. In forty, that's why I feel like they come up with names anyway. They just yeah. throw something together, you know, like a a name generator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gray couch, <laughs> the light that shines bright. <laughs> um. Anyway, back to this. So, do I think they had a choice? I think the answer is yes and no. Within like the gray area, right? They're being controlled, obviously, because. They are in a trial. They they need some sort of answers. Um, they also are being kind of coerced or pushed to to give an answer because he would say, oh, the committee said this, that, and the third, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, they still had um, a choice to make in the trial. Now we come to find out they could have left early. Right. And in that, because they were withheld that information, they didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. So... This is a terrible... And in this, they don't know what day it is. They don't know what time of year it is. They don't know anything like that. They like They are completely isolated, but free, if that makes sense. They're isolated from the outside world. And don't know what the hell's going on. But think about it. So I th- feel like a lot of prisoners feel the same way. No, exactly. And that's the reason why they were kept longer than they should have been. Like Miles Teller's character... Should have been released seven months earlier, but since he didn't know the day or the time or what time of year it was, what month it was, he had no idea that he was a free man. It was just big chilling. And then, I don't know, this is just a crazy, my mom was just going crazy the whole time. Like, man, how do you, how would you do this trial ethically? Because. I don't think you can, because I think human nature is free will. And this drug is taking away your free will. Mm, that's a bar. That's a bar. Bar got a bar when the bar is over. Shout out to my boy Mitch. That's tough. I mean, 
and here's the other thing, y'all. I don't mean to scare y'all. I'm not too much of a conspiracy theorist person, <laughs> but you know, I'll be thinking anything they put in a movie, somebody already working on. Oh, 100%. That's why Invisible Man is so dang scary yeah, to me. If you think they be putting in these movies, somebody already working on. That's B613. <laughs> B613. I go back to it every time, Why boy. did we both bring up Scandal? B613. Y'all talking about every, Jeffrey Epstein didn't have, B613, boy. Yeah. They taking know. care of people in silence. Yes, absolutely. And y'all be acting like deep boy. Somebody knows something. Whoever thinks the president is the most influential man or the most powerful man. That boy is just a spiderhead. He That's got someone he behind him threatening his life too. Facts. He's like, dang, I ain't got no power. Imagine imagine being a president in the United States and then really figuring out you you don't have no power. Everybody blaming you. <laughs> <laughs> and then It some, really is the worst job. Like, why would you be, want bro, that job? I would never in my life, bro, never in my life would I want to be the president of the United States. All right, so we got a little political here, but we are not a political podcast, so we're going to skip that portion for you and uh, just get to the next part. But I ain't trying to be the president. <laughs> but like the president, Chris Hemsworth in this movie, he ain't, he ain't going to win either because he wants to get his answers, could be getting uh, information that could, I think, be valuable information, at least if it was for M40. If the study was for M40... I think I would be more okay. Mm-hmm. But even then, I think you bring up a very good point of the consent aspect of it. Well, and I don't... Yeah, I think my biggest struggle with it is that what... And this actually is pretty interesting because you have this drug in this movie that is basically trying to get people to be obedient and to think one way, right? Everybody needs to think one way. Everybody needs to fall in line. Everybody needs to do what I say. Well, we're looking at it like that's absurd. Why would you ever want to do that? Right? For sure. But then we don't like people that don't think like us. <laughs> right. Well, no, 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 no. Not saying like we, I'm right. saying people in general. You watch Fact. this and you're like, there's no way that would ever happen. No, yeah, this you is, block someone on Facebook because you don't like what they're saying. This is this is a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and not to get back political, but if you are on a stream on any side, you a hundred percent fall for this to be just stuck in your own echo chamber. Mm-hmm. There's no way in the world I would be going for this. I'd be raising all type of hell to be against a drug like this. We do not all need to be thinking alike. Secondly, how boring would the world be? No, absolutely. Like, I don't think there would be it would much literally life be like for robots. Living. No. Yeah, but yeah, like. That's why we have free will. Sheesh. I like a dissenting uh, opinion every now and then. As long as it ain't messing nobody up. Disagree with me. That's fine. I'm not a huge Velvet Taco fan. <laughs> Some people like velvet taco. You choose rusty over velvet? Oh, uh, every day. Every day of the week. And twice on Sundays. And mm. then I would slide down to torchies. Mm, facts. Yeah, so I think that that... It's, it's very interesting to watch it in the grand scheme of things and think about it like in real life terms, meaning like how can I apply what they're doing? How can I see that through the lens of what we're kind of seeing in the world? And... 
trying to make everyone fall in line isn't going to work. And I think that I don't want to say Gen Z because I don't even think it's Gen Z. I think that the culture now is that if we don't see eye to eye, we don't need to mess with each other. Right. We I don't mean, need to. I don't want anything to do with you. I'm just going to block you because I saw sure. that you post something that goes against what I think. For sure. And I think that it's okay not to agree with someone. It's okay to see things differently. It's okay to see your crazy aunt Susan post something on Facebook and be like, mm, I wouldn't think of it that way. Or mm, I probably wouldn't share that on Facebook and keep scrolling. You don't have to block her. It's okay. Man, I think there, you are a hundred percent right. I also think there's a line that I'm like, nah, I gotta like, so this is the problem with like, do, do away with things that don't serve you, right? Like, that's like the thing. Right. Is, is, that's the movement right now. Is if it don't, if it don't serve you, do away with it, right? Right, but how do you grow from that? True. I'm saying there's a line into that, meaning I will, I'm not gonna use anybody for a specific example, but here's my discernment. If I see somebody who is in an echo chamber and know that they are unwilling to change, which means they won't even reach across the room to hear hear me. It makes no sense for me to engage with them. I mean, I get that. So for them, you get blocked. Right. And I'm not talking specifics. I'm not talking about you and I. I'm just talking uh, about in general. I'm, even in general, I feel like. I feel like those who... Uh, because what happens is you'll eventually just minimize yourself anyway. Right. right. Most people in the world are able to at least have or hear dissenting opinions right if you dwindle yourself by not being able to do so naturally that's what's going to happen it's almost like a natural selection is there's a small sect of people which you may think is larger right like Mm -hmm. because you grew up in a certain echo chamber wherever you are not you but speaking Mm -hmm. generally you may think oh all i see is this right it must be what's going on when that's not actually the case Mm -hmm. i have the utmost faith in most people. Mm-hmm. I think most people are good. With good intentions. With good intentions, right? Like, assume good intentions. I'm all about that. And then there are people who you just know that are like, this person is not a good person. They don't do good things. They continually behave a certain way. Or they're unwilling to look within themselves about how they could change to, to better impact the world. Right. And that's fair. That, I feel like we should, like... Let them banish themselves. Right. We shouldn't necessarily push them away, but they're going to minimize themselves by themselves. So you do your thing. But I feel you. We need to spend more time on like not giving that energy. We can see it and be like, ah. And like you said, I like a good dissenting opinion because I, you don't know what you don't know, right? 100%. So if I never hear someone else's, point i may not ever thought about it like that you know how many times i said it to you i know in my head (laughs) i can't let you know you give me you know that is true you don't tell me very often (laughs) not very often but sometimes i do i'm like dang i didn't think about that i mean it happened just on this podcast Mm -hmm. you know about the uh, the assault aspect of it but i i for me i enjoy that i enjoy like wow man my entire life or for certain like so long I thought about this one way and then somebody came to me and with little effort 
like opened my eyes beyond what I have ever perceived. Right. That's fun. Mm-hmm. I agree, which is why obedience would never work. Yeah, yeah, no, hell no. And if y'all on it, if, if a drug come out called OBDX, run. Don't take it. Don't walk, run. We're going to be out uh, picketing on the streets. True. You know, but unless they come with a bag trying to ask me to do a jingle for it, then, you know, <laughs> I might be in that, but, you know, I got I to gotta beat Sky Rizzy because. Oh, my gosh. Sky Rizzy is so catchy, man. Shout out to Sky Rizzy, though, because I be hearing a lot of people who have. Great relief for Sky Rizzy. So if it's working, it's working. Um, I know everybody's kind of against pharmaceutical and big pharma, whatever big pharma is. But um, shout out to the medicine at work. I'll tell you what. My doctor gave me some ibuprofen when I had my surgery. That mug was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows? Maybe it's also doing other things internally. All right, let's get back on topic, man. Should should we have prisons that are like depicted like the one like should prison environments be depicted like the one in the movie? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think we already kind of covered that with it can help it can help I'm trying to think of how I want to say it. When you we are not meant to be isolated. We're not isolated creatures that's why mm. there were tribes that's why I mean, that's we have we communities we yeah. that's why you know and i don't think we were ever meant to be isolated and so i think having someone in a what five by seven room or whatever yeah, by themselves small, man. they're not that's not healthy and it's not at all because prisons should be a way to keep someone in in my opinion keep someone away from the general population and rehab them into a better citizen amongst people and so if you're taking that person out of gen- the general population and putting them in isolation whether they're in the general population of the prison or not, putting them in isolation, serving time, and then throwing them back out. What is that doing? That probably made it worse. Oh, 100%. Or, so I think that the prisons... Go ahead. I mean, or there's there's uniformity in prison, right? And then you get out of prison, it's like you don't have... Structure. That structure anymore. Right. So I think that the prison depicted on the movie was... It was great because these people had jobs, right? Snack duty. Your job is to cook every night, which they do have that in prison, but they don't have the the free will to do it. They don't have the freedom to get their own pots. That was something that Journey Smollett, she wanted these specific pans because she was a cook and she knew what she wanted and they got them for her. I mean, she had the freedom yeah, they have an open door policy. Wanted. They can just walk in wherever they need to walk in. Right. Like they're not, it's cell time. It's child time. You know, go out to the yard. It's just, you wake up and do what you want. And then whenever we call you for the trial or for observation, come for observation. But, you know, right. other than that, I, I mean, I enjoy the thought of it because I think that there's, obviously I'm not going to go into the numbers of when, it, when we talk about black men in prison talk about that all day but i think that most people who are in prison most people are like the people who are depicted in this film 
they were down on their luck, made a bad decision, which they should have to pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are not like these career criminals where this is exactly who they are and they will be for the rest of their life. Right. Now, there will be some people who are like that, and that's unfortunate. But most people, again, we like to focus, especially if you listen to all these true crime podcasts, we really like to focus on the very small percentage of those bad people. So then we think that everybody who goes in is like, oh, he murdered this person. He must be a terrible person. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when we talk about evading or how the law is structured. We There's a, a lot of people who feel like, um, you know, certain certain people should be behind bars now because they murdered somebody. But because of a formality of the, of the law, they are not behind bars, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe they never murder again or whatever, but... I feel like most people in prisons are similar to those who were depicted in this film. I can see that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you are somewhat of what your environment creates. So you wonder why these people in prison are get, just get even worse. They go into a system that's even worse. That, to me, is a clear indication of how something systemically can change you as a human. Like your environment that we overlook the clearest example ever when people are like systemic, whatever does not exist. Um, dismiss prisons. Cause it's very clear. Right. If you were just to look at a small sample size of people who go into prison, that's one person who come out a different one. Anywho, my other uh, question was, it, to me, this almost felt like those who were in the trial were trying to like atone for their sins, mm-hmm. you know, to to pay for their to, to make up for their mistake. Right. They wanted to contribute to something that helps society since they did something to take away. Right. So my question is: Is there a level of atonement that we could have if you do something bad? Do you feel like you could almost outweigh that or remove that by doing a bulk of good? I'm not Catholic. What does that mean? <laughs> I feel like that's, isn't that like the purpose of Hail Mary's and, and confessing to a priest and. I mean, I mean, we do it as atonement. Well, yeah, but I mean, we, I mean, as Christians, we would do the same thing as like asking for forgiveness and trying to repent, right. To not do the same thing. That's fair. So I would, I would assume. In, Anytime I hear atonement, I just think of uh, Hail Mary's. <laughs> my. <laughs> My assumption would be that in any religion where, um, you know, sin is like a thing. True. There will be some sort of form of or way to like. Okay. So my point is that amongst a society of people, right? So obviously we know that not everybody's religious. So do you think that there's either opportunity or a path for a mother who left her kid in the car a friend who was drunk driving to do good in the world so that people don't just label this person, oh, he's a murderer, a manslaughter, or whatever else, effectively atoning for their quote-unquote sin? Honestly, I don't think so. And I think that that's just because of the society that we live in Mm. and how judgmental we are as a human race. Because I think that once somebody decides what you are, 
they will always see you as that. And I don't think that there's anything that you could do to change how they see you or how they view you. Because even if, you know, 10 years later, they're like, oh, you know, I like you. I'm going to hang around you. Yada, yada. You slip up one time immediately. You're a murderer again. That's just true. You know, so I don't think that there's I think that that forgiveness and that atonement has to come from within. You have to be able to forgive yourself and you have to move on from that in yourself Bar for bar when the bar is over. To be comfortable enough to move forward. I'm trying to pull up this. Uh, that's a bar. And I like that. I'm going to save that quote. Y'all, you on one today. Katie is on one today. Thank you. It's my tired brain. <laughs> I'm like trying to not yawn. <laughs> you on one today. So, I'm going to put my headphones on real quick. You ready to play a game? Do you not have an answer to that? You don't, don't want to follow up what I that. said? <laughs> I can't. It was too good. I okay. can't. I, I don't know. I Largely, I agree with you. Right. I think that people are not going to allow the space for people to do that. And we see that already. With, with cancel culture. Yes. And with, um, you know, people who, you, you having to ask a question, were you ever charged with a felony or something like that? And then not getting hired because of it. Um, now, it may be different if you're like a sexual offender and the job that you're applying for um, is working with minors, mm-hmm. right? I think that makes a little bit more sense as to why you didn't get hired versus I had a DUI, I served my time for the DUI or whatever, and, you know, but I have a felony. Right. Um, and I don't get this job because of that. But we still see that. Like, we still see that the systems are set up around that. We still see that when people come out of jail, they're like, oh, well, hang on with this person. This person's a felon, you know? Convict. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Even though they did the time. Right, which is supposed to be their, what we said. Their punishment. And then they should be able to go back into, right. Blank slated, you know, like, hey, you did what you did this. We said that this was enough for you to atone for whatever you did. And then you should be able to come back. But you lose rights, right? Like, you can't own a firearm. In some places, you can't vote. Right. So So I think that answers your question. It does answer my question. Um, again, I couldn't follow that. It was so good. It was so good. I'm Thank proud you. of you, girl. But gently, though, because my wrist hurt. <laughs> of course it does. I it, mean, it's been hurting my... I've been sleeping on my big old head or something. Um, but anyway, are you ready to play a game? Do you want to play a game? Do you want to play a game? I should have put the saw thing in it. Okay, let's play a game. I'm going to do that next time. That, okay. Thank you for giving me that idea. You're welcome. I'm on one. <laughs> you are on one. Okay. So here we go. Another week of guess that industry term. Ooh. Okay. This is, I don't this, have Jesse here to help yeah, me. Yeah, you don't have Jesse here to help you. This might be my new favorite um, like thing. Okay. All right. Here we go. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm going to you two. Define the fourth wall. The fourth wall? Yes. The first thing that comes to mind is the fourth wall is the angle from which the camera is. Is that what your answer is? Yes. Do you want to phone a friend? No. Okay, let's see what you... Jordan face back, swoosh, and that's Correct. the game! Good job. Ah! There you go. So the fourth wall is um, regarding not necessarily where the camera is specifically. I mean, it would technically, 
technically always be like the fourth wall. Right. But it's the but audience, like, right? Right. Like, so us viewing. Right. Because we can only see. The three walls. The two right. walls on the side and the back wall that exactly. is shot from or whatever. And then. Good. That's where my um, head was. Yeah. 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 And so anytime they say somebody broke the fourth wall, which is sometimes like a cardinal sin. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also use it in a comedic relief. Right. Breaking the fourth wall. Typically, you see this on sitcoms. How do you break the fourth wall? You acknowledge the the fans. You acknowledge the camera. Oh, like right? The Office. Yes. <laughs> Good job. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, my boy, he breaks the fourth wall all the time. But, or Abbott Elementary. Right. But for them, it makes a little bit more sense because it's shot documentary stock. Right. right. So that they, they know they're being recorded. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different for them. But there are times in certain movies, there's a clip. There's actually one I saw in... Um, um johnson's family vacation <laughs> really it's hilarious okay you remember when they go to the hotel right and they picked up the hitchhiker the, the like the 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 kind mm-hmm, of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the white girl that's like super yes earthy or whatever yes. the yogi girl the yogi girl <laughs> the yogi chick got a yogi chick um and they're in the hotel they got separate rooms or whatever and he's trying to sleep with his wife they're like sleeping next to each other and <laughs> He has a towel, or he has a, the sheet on. But remember the little alligator. The the reason why they found the alligator is the alligator climbed in the bed with him, mm. and it started to rise up like in between his leg. Mm-hmm. So he's looking at it rise up, and he looks at the camera like. <laughs> so he broke the fourth wall right there. Okay. But it was hilarious, but right? It like it worked because. We knew the situation. We okay. knew what he was thinking. He wants to have sex with his wife. He wants to be freaky time. Is this his? Thing rising, you know, is he pitching a tent? Because mm-hmm. he's almost like surprised. So he's looking like, hey, it's about to go down. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of funny. But there's, I'm going to pull up other clips and examples um, of when somebody broke the fourth wall um, because sometimes it does not work. Okay. And yeah, it's bad. All right. So let's get to the second one. Good job on the first mm, one. You're a one for one right now. Batting a thousand. You are batting a thousand. Okay. What is. Blocking. Blocking. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. You know what's so frustrating is that I'm 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 too tired to think because literally we were watching the movie and you were like, ugh, blocking. Yep. And I knew that you were gonna ask this, yep. so I silently over here Googled it. And you forgot. And I read what it was, but now I can't remember. That's what you get. That's what you get for trying to cheat. I silently Googled it because I was like, if he asked me this, I'm going to be so ready. And look at you. And look at me. But wait, can can you give me a hint? Mm, if I give you a hint, it like gives it away. Blocking. I'm going to give you about 10 more seconds. Mm, go ahead. Tell me. Are you sure? You yeah, take since a you don't want to give me a hint. Take a stab at it. Blocking is when they all do something at the same time. Blocking is when they all do something at the same time. Well. You get nothing. You lose. Here's the thing. Good day, sir. I will give you, I'll Ooh. give you partial credit for that. Okay. Let me tell you why. <laughs> it was too general. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so I'll give you partial credit for that. I'm reading off the like actual definition, but I'll explain it. So blocking in filmmaking refers to where at, to where actors stand on a set ah, and how yes. they move around, how they move over yes. the course of filming. 
Most Ugh. people might say choreography. How they choreographed the the set or the scene is blocking. Yep, that's right? what I read on Google. <laughs> the position of an actor on set can greatly affect how the performance turns out. So getting this right is crucial for film directors. Ugh. And there's so much things that can be displayed by blocking, right? You remember when I said uh, blocking? You remember what was happening in the film? No, okay, because so, I was too worried about Googling blocking. <laughs> yes. So there's a scene where Miles Teller, and I'll, I'll, I'll break this down. I actually put the scene, um, you know, on probably on the Patreon. But there's a scene where Miles Teller is sitting down in his room. And this is closer to the end of the movie. And the other guy, so Chris Hemsworth is the person who is leading the, um, the clinical trial for the pharmaceutical company that he owns. Mm-hmm. And he has an assistant. Now, the assistant consistently struggles with this is unethical, the entire mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. He's always flirting the line of like, why are we doing this? Right. And then gradually he gets to the point where he's like, I got to be on Miles' side for this one. Right. And so he goes into the room. He goes into Miles' room, right? And Miles is sitting down. And I think his name is Mark. And Mark starts like. His name is Mark. And his name is Mark in real life. Wow. Interesting. Mark starts to, you know, talk about what's going on. So Mark is really in control of this conversation. Mm-hmm. And he's always been in control, right? He's the person who's running the clinical trials. So Mark is standing up. Mm. When things start to switch and Miles is telling Mark what's going on and questioning him, making him feel little, how the hell did you get a, become a part of this? As smart as you are, how did you become a part of this? If you didn't recognize, Miles was then standing up. He moved around and Mark sat down. Their movement was telling the story as well. The changing of power in the dynamics of that conversation. Wow. There's so See, much that goes behind. This is why filmmaking. we're different because I would never have thought of that. I never would have caught that. So, But your brain does though, right? And that's the great thing about, that's what I love about filmmaking. That's why I love films. And the geniuses behind the directors, you know, like the, the they're geniuses. That's true. Because even though I didn't think about that, I... I you felt it. I felt you knew it, it. Yeah. Right. And, and some people will say, oh, the performance. But part of the performance is the blocking. Mm-hmm. Good. Wow. That's awesome. So. Good job. Well. Listen, as always. 50-50. You can't yes. get everything right. As always going forward this week, whenever you are watching something on um, TV or Netflix, wherever you watch it, try to pay attention for how a scene is blocked. Okay. If you see a lot of movement going on. Um between the characters try to just see like oh like call it out like oh this is kind of a cool blocking or whatever mm-hmm. um and then also damn what's oh the fourth wall see if there's anything that you could you know you see if they broke the fourth wall or just be cognizant that the fourth wall exists and you are the fourth wall i am the fourth wall yes you are the fourth wall we that should be the name of our instead of the bleachers or the theater for our like fans mm. in Discord and stuff. We've we have been looking and searching deep within for a name to have for our club. For fans of the show, you listeners who love the show, we have been looking. And I think we just found it. <laughs> the fourth wall. The fourth wall. <laughs> and here's the thing that sounds corny now, but wait till we drop merch. Wait till people asking what the fourth wall is. Because that's what the fourth wall is, right? It's the audience. It's us. We are the fourth wall. Drop the... I should have put that on here too, huh? Mm -hmm. Um, Man, 
anyway, pay attention to those things. Last week, I hope you looked at uh, the rule of thirds and stuff that we talked about last week. Dropped some videos on that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, last week, if you haven't seen on IG or on TikTok, um, the short film of the week. Very great short film. It is called uh, Two, Meet, Two Strangers Who Meet Five Times. Very good short film. It is less than 15 minutes, so please spare me with it. I don't have time. Just YouTube it <laughs> and watch it. It is very good. Um, I think it's very good, but let me know how you feel about it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, do you have any church announcements? Um, just if you want to be part of the fourth wall. <laughs> yes, if you want to be part of the fourth wall, here's the thing. We ran a, a freebie uh, for some time, and we have a Discord community that is growing alive, a well uh, engaging with each other and in order for you to be a part of that community go ahead and hit the patreon patreon.com slash press next podcast um, we have three tiers of membership select whatever tier makes the most sense for you there are plenty of benefits in those tiers one benefit is becoming a member of the fourth wall mm-hmm. and so you will get all the access to all the special things and uh, behind the scenes and, and more stuff and discount codes for our uh, merchandise store so you can do that again patreon.com at press next uh, patreon.com at press next podcast um and yeah the five dollar one you can do annually that's 60 bucks i don't know if you 60 bucks is a lot of money i'm not gonna front on y'all like i'm not fronting like 60 bucks not a lot but i was thinking about it the other day if you live in like a big city like dallas that's like three lunches true you know what i mean i'm like dang i was thinking about it so if you got three lunches to spare you know if you think about buying us lunch three times <laughs> Go ahead, drop a 60 uh, and become a member of the club. Get all of the things that you want and that'll be lit. If you don't want to do that, you can also just give us um, some cash donations via Venmo or uh, Cash App at Press Next Podcast. So put or that in there. Or you can follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a Facebook group. We have a Twitter and we have a TikTok. We do. We do. We're moving away from the Facebook group to the Discord. So yes. the Facebook group will kind of be null and void. We will still have a Facebook page, but moving away from that, we're doing a lot of content and media within uh, the Discord, within the Patreon, and then within also um, the um, TikTok. So follow those things if you have not followed those things. Also, thank you for anybody who has already um, liked and commented and reviewed us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else. I'll be reading all the reviews. We love reading the reviews. If you want to email us at all, you know, tell us about movies or whatever, uh, you can do so at contact at pressnextpodcast.com. Let us know how you feel about the show. If you have any suggest- suggestions that we watch or how we can make it better for you as a listener, uh, we will take that in. Or if you just, I don't know, want to uh, write us a fan letter, you can do that too. Whatever you want to do, you can get in contact with us. But we thank you for staying here for another week. We'll be back next week and we'll be active all week on social media. So hit us up, man. We love y'all. We really do. We really, really do. So thanks for listening, y'all. You feel me, you know what I'm saying? And next time you're watching TV and ask, are you still there? Always press next. Bye.